I'm sorry, you just can't use money to put a f billboard out there and say, don't do fentanyl anymore. Yeah, I told you my story. I used I, to get high I, under I, them. I, well, I right, thought it was funny. Used I'm Flint Anderson, founder of Pain, parents and addicts in need. I've been in recovery since 2001, and there isn't much I don't know about recovery. And my mission is to constantly tell the truth about addiction, to make the realities of addiction, recovery, and drug culture known, and to drive awareness and advocate change that ultimately saves lives. And I'm Jason Lachance, a certified recovery coach with a passion for speaking with others and sharing their knowledge to help others seek recovery and maintain long-term sobriety. And this is the Don't Hide the Scars podcast, presented by Pain, parents and addicts in need. Welcome to the Don't Hide the Scars podcast. If this is your first time listening, hit that subscribe button. If you're listening on either Apple Podcast or Spotify, please leave us a rating and review there. And if you're joining us on YouTube, thank you. Please hit subscribe to the channel and turn on full alerts so you get a notification every time we release content here on the Pain Don't Hide the Scars channel. Founder of Pain, Flynn Anderson. Hey. I'm all the thread to be here today. <laughs> Julian. Hi, how you doing? And of course myself, Jason Lachance. We're going to have a, where do you want to start, Flint? We've got a lot of things to get into. We got a lot to, to get into. Yeah. You know, we've been, we've been attacking this long-term harm reduction advocates out there wanting to keep people on Suboxone and methadone and free test strips and free this and free that. And, and, you know, to the point where they're giving uh, uh, tinfoil out in Oregon for people to cook their drugs on. And I think they're giving out pipes here. Are they giving out pipes here? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I know the needle thing. Needle exchange. Yeah, needle exchange, I think. Right. They're starting to give out pipes here in Fresno. Right, 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 right. Like you know, let's pipes. just touch on the needle exchange for a second because the needle exchange, I, I don't... Look, nobody wants to have anybody get HIV. Nobody wants yeah. anybody to get hepatitis. You know, none, none of that sort of stuff. Um, I'm still not a fan of, of the needle exchange but there is some po there's there's a, there's some positive side to it you yeah. know for for passing around you know different different uh diseases and that type of thing but the fentanyl test strips <laughs> you know even in san francisco they're giving out free drugs I, I i mean we've really gotten to the point where we're not discussing treatment options hardly at all yeah. Because there's none to talk about. There, there's no treatment options out there for anybody unless you have that PPO insurance or cash to pay for the for the treatment center, or you've got Medi-Cal or some sort of government insurance that to go down that road. There's no in-between. Right. Well, and I think here's one of the things I want to ask, because uh, it just occurred to me with you talking about it. With the term needle exchange, does that mean they are having to bring back the same amount of needles they checked out and then to get another round of needles? I don't Is think it truly so. an exchange. I don't think that's how it works. I think it's the it's exchange because it's supposed to be instead of you throwing your needle on the ground, you're supposed to give it to them. Right. I don't know if they actually like give you the same amount of needles back, but yeah, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, like, yeah. Are they actually bringing them back? Yeah, I don't know. They're supposed to. I know they do bring them back because it's supposed to be like to make One sure there's not um, a bunch of needles around the streets. But I don't know if they'll give them an extra five than what they bring back or how that works. But the reality is, if there if there's if there's somebody on the street and and they don't have another needle somewhere, yeah, they're going to use yeah. that one. I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
we keep doing these things through this long-term harm reduction, my perspective is that as if addicts that we, and the three of us are all in recovery, different phases, were in our right mind and living a logical way of life. Like if, it, like if addiction was a logical thing, all of it would make total sense, but it doesn't. That's not how addicts work. I mean, Flint, you're right. If they need the needle, they will. If, if their methadone suboxone isn't holding them, they will go and find whatever they need. We saw it with so many people. How many people did we talk to that were opioid addicts like yourself that then turned to heroin once all the regulations changed? Everybody does. That should be the example of why what is going on now it's not working. It's just you know, it's it's simply not working. So, so Julie, d- d- tell the audience what 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 worked for you. I already know what worked for you, but but yeah, but let them know this because I, I I know that this coming from somebody that's your age, right? Uh, it's, it's it could definitely make a difference in somebody's life. Yeah, sure. So, I want to touch on the needle exchange real quick. I actually talked to Lisa Smithcamp, the DA of Fresno, and um, there was I'm not sure where it's at now, but. Fresno County wanted to use some county building for the needle exchange and then higher security and basically just invest a lot more money into the needle exchange. And my opinion on that is if something's not working that well, why are we continuing to put more money towards it? Why are we opening more places like CAP, more county funded programs that are actually getting people sober rather than just keep preventing them from getting AIDS? You know, like my concern is getting saving people's lives not preventing them from getting aids and hiv and hep c you know like that's going to save their life as well but if they're sober there's a, a much less likely chance that they're going to contract those diseases right um but yeah for me getting sober um you know i i understand harm reduction i i i think that it's better than the alternative of people dying but at the same time i think it prolongs things uh, for for me, this might be a dark opinion, but I'd rather have died than have continued to be on harm reduction the rest of my life. And I think I, I don't think harm reduction works for an addict like me. Like right. I, I use it as a crutch to not have to go through the withdrawals. You know, I take some boxing for a few months because I need to save up money so I could keep getting high later. Right. Uh, it was never something that allowed me to take recovery seriously. Um, I think for some people, maybe they can, you know, take Suboxone for a few months and it allows them to get um, enough of a footing in their recovery to where they can actually deal with the anxiety, the stressors of life, um, get a job, you know, start having positive things in their lives and then get off of the Suboxone. And now they know how to manage how, how they feel. But I think for most people, it's not that. It isn't that. I don't, yeah. For most people, I don't think it's that. And that's the problem is like, we can look at it idealistically, um, but I tend to look at things more realistically. You bet. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe in like. Not everyone's good, you know. Addicts are. We're not good people. We're using, you know, like how we got. I'm be honest. We're not. So I don't think taking an idealistic approach to this situation is is um, the most positive. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 And so for me, like I, you know, I took Suboxone for about ten to twelve days when I was in treatment. Um, I don't know how people do it. I don't think I could get off of Suboxone if I wasn't in inpatient treatment. Right. Because it's, it's, it feels almost the same as withdrawals from heroin or fentanyl and all that stuff is like, 
it feels very similar you know not as intense but it's like the same thing just a little lighter um so me personally i don't believe in that i think for a lot of people for me personally it was i had to get to a point where i was willing to go through that i was willing to take that pain on a daily basis um and that pain is what drove me to dive headfirst into recovery because if I didn't have that pain, I would just cruise through recovery. Right. But I was in so much pain. I was like, if I, I remember it was it was around two to three months, like probably two and a half months of sobriety, and I was thinking, I'm just gonna stay sober for like a year, get myself back on track, and then go back. You know, I, I get a job, I'm gonna get steady, and then I'll figure out a way to use and not be homeless. You know, and. About two and a half months in, I realized, dude, I'm not going to, I don't got another week in me if I don't do something. Like, I'm going to give a high in the next week and I'm going to be homeless. Right. Like, I don't have it in me right. to make it to a year. And so I started, I got a sponsor. I started working the steps because I was like, I just need to make it to a year, man. I can't even do another week. Like, I just need to make it to a year and I'll, you know, figure it out then. And for me, that's what got me. I would, I'd. 100% put myself into that process just to make it to a year. And by the time I got to a year, um, I had started gaining the promises of the program, the Alcoholics Anonymous. I was uh, free of the body of self. And I realized, you know, I don't want to go back to that light. Right. I don't want to figure out how to use drugs and, you know, still go to work and not be homeless, you know? Because that's a pay. I'm the type of addict, man. When I'm controlling my addiction, I'm not having fun. When I'm having fun, I'm not controlling it. Right. Like I'm, I go head first into whatever I do, right. and that's the way I like it. So you, I'm going head first into You know, it's interesting what you said about, about, about Lisa and that because I, I, I stink. Correct me if I'm wrong. Look, she's coming at this from a from a criminal standpoint from a lawmaker standpoint right and doing a great job i yeah, mean i mean fantastic. come on i mean uh, our district attorney does it does and our law enforcement here does does a fantastic job so when you're promoting it but 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 when you're promoting a needle exchange so to speak you know there's I, i'm just going to say it there's there's not much thought from law enforcement into treatment if if, if that makes sense mm-hmm. They're looking at it from their angle, from yeah, their world, right, to prevent crimes. And, and, and so people aren't out stealing needles or stealing whatever to get the needle. I mean, it's a, you know, it's, it, it's a long. Well, on that point, she was kind of on, like, she asked my perspective and agreed with what I said. So right. she didn't want to expand it. Right. Well, well, what, okay. That was my understanding of what she was saying. Right. So, right, right, right. but I think there's some, like you said, some politicians in our, in our community that want to continue to expand it. And my belief on that is like, look at the homeless problem. We have one of the highest homeless in California. Yep. We spend so, somewhere around, I think it's $8 billion. Correct me if I'm wrong, but somewhere around that. That's a lot in a year. Billions of dollars we spend and ho- homelessness continues to rise. Yeah. It, it, ha- it always has, you know, ever since I've been alive. And I remember it has steadily increased every single year. And yet we put money into it every single right. year. And what I think is, uh, some of these people in power are just, they want to get more money because it increases their paychecks. Well, listen to this. So you so, so you brought up a good point, all right, about, about let's open up more county facilities. We can't manage the county facility that we have. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what Fresno County's budget is, but we talk about this all the time. We talk about San Francisco's budget of $569 million dollars per year. 
<laughs> excuse me, and they, they have a grand total of 57 beds to serve 25,000 practicing drug addicts in the city of San Francisco. Where's the money going? Yeah. Where's the money going with Fresno County mm. budget and annual budget? We haven't expanded a county-run program since I can't remember when. We don't have enough beds. We don't, we don't have enough therapists. We don't have enough counselors. Hell, they can't even accept a personal phone call on the weekends. Mm -hmm. Well, my thing is with that, why are we not paying therapists and counselors more? Why are we paying these CEOs or the, the project managers so much money instead of the people who are actually doing the work? It's a great question. That's, that's what concerns me. Mm -hmm. I think it's a follow the money thing. Of course, sure. New Perceptions North, the premier drug and alcohol treatment and recovery center in Central California. A full continuum of medically supervised top quality care with programs for detox and patient residential treatment with dual diagnosis, intensive outpatient treatment, sober living support groups, and more. New Perceptions North provides adult men and women with the highest caliber of professional health care, treating each client with compassion and respect in a safe, comfortable environment to begin the process of recovery to proudly create and sustain a life without addiction. Call 559-978-1507 or visit newperceptionsnorth.com. To go back to what you said that was very poignant about being idealistic as opposed to realistic, you know, as a previous conversation we had, Flint, where I brought up and it was a statistic that came out of Colorado Whereas people like, well, if they had a, if they had housing, if they had housing, exactly. Well, they did their numbers, and it was like six, between sixty-eight and seventy percent. I forget what it was exactly. Was the people that overdosed and died uh, had a fixed address of some kind, and a good amount were in the type of housing that we're seeing in San Francisco or L.A. or whatever else it is, because it's not recovery housing. Yeah. Look, right. you're, it's an apartment. Yeah, all it is is taking that addict that was out there on the street that you just go, well, we want to have people believe we're doing something, so yeah. let's just have them not seen anymore. Right. You're not helping them. Yeah, you're doing it. It's the same. Because if that's what if they want to just put a roof over their head, put them in a stadium and eat in bunk beds, you know, because that's really what you're doing. Right. You're not fixing the problem at all. Like put them in a stadium. Put, put them. In, yeah. Exactly. Right. Yep. Like, I think that there should be a lot more county funded SLEs where people are sober, sober livings, where people have to test positive to stay there or right. test negative to stay in right. those housing units, you know? Right. Because, like, why? I don't want my I don't want my tax dollars to go to a drug addict who's just to give them a house when they're going to continue using drugs. I would personally go to that person and say, hey, what can I do to help you get into recovery? I'll take you to cap myself and help you. Right. Like, I don't want to just throw money at the problem. I want people to be there hands-on to do the solution. But the, And you're absolutely correct in that. But the one, that one little statement you said, I'll take you to cap. There's not enough, There's not enough room. There's not enough beds. Yeah. We have no beds to take people. Yeah. Okay? We have no beds to take people. And even in private treatment, we're hamstrung by the amount of time that people can even stay in treatment. Yeah, that's correct. You know, because the insurance companies are running the show. Mm -hmm. They dictate to us what we can and cannot do and how long we can keep somebody. Mm -hmm. And until a lot of this stuff gets fixed, we're just we're just we're just in the we're in the same merry go round. You know, it just it it just keeps spinning around and around. Do you think insurance companies do any research on that? Like, I think they do a boatload of research on it. Because I've never seen anyone get sober from thirty days in an inpatient and then just be fine after. Never. I've never seen never. That. 
So I, like, doesn't, I don't know how I mean, that works. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not going to never say never. <laughs> I've never seen it personally. That's right, what I'm saying. right. But, 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 and, and I've seen it probably a couple of times, right? But, but for all intents and purposes, no. Yeah. It just, it, it just, you know it, I know it, you know it. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. But, but what they will do is they, and you know this as well. I mean, come on, we both do this. You know, they'll put you, they'll leave you in, in outpatient for longer periods of time. You know, but I still will, I will always believe, and I'll never divert from it that 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 the individual needs longer detox time and it needs longer residential time to get somebody prepared for that outpatient program mm-hmm. and to and to and to just give them that extra time. Yeah, you know, I, I'm sorry. There's 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 too much to this that we're just we're just we're just. Well, I don't want to say we're wasting our time doing it because that's not what I mean. Of course. But it's not the best solution. But it's just not the best solution. Well, I think they, you know, what, I think everyone will acknowledge the intensity of addiction has changed drastically over the last four or five years. Well, with that same intensity requires the opposite effect when it comes to treatment. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't seem to happen, in this, especially when you give someone 15 days. Yeah. You need longer time. I mean, I was... You can't able- stop detoxing 15 no, days, man. man. No, like- you, you, most yeah. people are so 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 again it's it's the messaging and how do we get that messaging out there that's kind of our our big thing here around here now you know is how do we get this message out to people i i went and spoke over at bullard high school today because there's a group of kids over there that they want to they want to be in law enforcement and they want to go into in, into becoming lawyers and they're doing a project um on awareness for bullard high school and you know the problems on the campus and the fentanyl issue in general. <clears throat> and one of the questions I asked them was I said, I, I, I said, first of all, who knows what about fentanyl? What, what do you know about fentanyl? They answered a few questions we got into. It. I said, how much do you know about the drug addict? Zero. Absolute zero. Mm-hmm. Every stat I gave them, they had no clue. Every this I told them, they didn't have it a clue, right? And that was my job today, just to be there to inform them of all this. So, we said, yes, we will help you with this project. We want this out. They want to do parent meetings. They want to do all this stuff for the school. They said, what's the first thing that we need to do? I said, you need to tell the truth about this. Mm. I said, and you need to come at it from all aspects. You just can't talk about fentanyl anymore and, and go, it's bad. Yeah. Don't do it. Okay. <laughs> it's killing it's 80 what they million with people. Crack in the 80s. You know? a- a- yeah. a- exactly. I said, <laughs> you, you, you're going to have to inform people on all sides of this thing. And that's what we're not doing. Mm-hmm. I know I'm, I might get in a little trouble for this. And again, I don't care. The city of Dinuba, right? They had a little fentanyl, what, whatever it was, awareness piece, okay? Out, 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 out of the city of Dinuba. I could just imagine this thing. It's you, and again, I'm not, I'm not trying to put people down for this because it, it needs to be done. And their, their DA, Tulare County, is a great guy. Just, just absolute great guy. But you got the, 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 the district attorney out there talking. You've got, um, um, you had a couple of kids that, that, that experimented with fentanyl that talked. You had some teachers. You had the, the police chief out there. But again, all they talked about was <laughs> the problem. They're not leaving solutions anywhere. Yeah. All of this awareness stuff. Yeah, this is my other big bitch right now, okay? 
All this awareness stuff, we've done a great job of making this city and this valley aware of the fentanyl crisis, but we're not giving anybody any solutions. Mm -hmm. People don't even know who to call. They don't even know what phone number to call. And of course, if they do call Fresno County Behavioral Health, they're get, they gotta wait. <laughs> they gotta wait. And they're, and they're getting the prompts and they're getting, you know, and, and so again, there's no solution. And really that's, I think, worse than just not informing people because Absolutely. now you're just putting fear in people. You know, now everyone's gonna start looking for a solution and they don't know where to find it. And that's where you get into the, the area of what's the right solution. Correct. You know, how, where are you getting your solution from? Are you getting it from someone who doesn't believe in addiction? Are you getting it from someone who's been an addict themselves? Where are you getting your, your information from? Yeah. yeah. And that leads me up to the, to, to the people that are actually in recovery that are, that are, that are promoting long-term harm reduction. Let's keep, let's, let's, let's keep people on the, on the drugs. Let's keep them on methadone. Let's keep them on Zaboxone. You think the people who say that are on long-term harm reduction? I think very because <laughs> why are they so the, adamant why? to promote it? Do you know why I think why? It makes them money. You bet your ass. Yeah, of course. Because the, the pharmaceutical it. companies get the money, and they're in. And by the way, a lot of them work in treatment. Yeah. So we, well. we we all know when you've got somebody on long term harm reduction, you've got a potential client. Yep. And what is for, it, for a long I'm time? Assume there's probably some sort of good coverage with the insurance, so they'll keep it going, thus continuing to pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're, if you're, yeah, if you're on um, psychotropic medications and uh, like Suboxone, especially, you'll you'll get covered in outpatient for, for years for years. Yeah, easily. Yeah, easy. Yep. That's the that's the main thing that insurances look at when you're uh, going from detox to residential, is whether or not they're still on site, either heavy uh, psychotropic medications or um, specific. Withdrawal medications like Suboxone and um, Ativan. Right. So if you're not taking those two, you're immediately taken off a of detox. Right. Wow. So that's how you get more days is by keeping people on it for longer. That's how you get more days. <laughs> oh wow! Mm -hmm. I mean, right? So yeah, the, the, then that, the, then where are you going to be able to get a solution if where somebody wants to be to totally clean? Then, then as people say, what's well, always up to the individual whether they want to yeah. clean or not. But but you said it earlier. We're addicts. Yeah. We're going to take the easy road. Exactly. Yeah. Okay? We're going to well, That's human nature. To that's take human the nature. Easy road. Right. Not and that's what that's what they're doing now. Yeah. So the the same people looking for the solution are the ones taking the easy route. And the addict is also taking the easy route. That's that why nothing's getting done. Such an excellent point. Such an excellent point. You know, no, nobody nobody is willing to roll up their sleeves yeah. except for a few of us, okay, and go over there and fight this damn thing. You know, because, because you're right. That's the easy way out. But God, how many, I mean, and, and I don't care who you are. I don't care if you have a job while you're on Zaboxone. I don't care that you have a job that you're, when you're on methadone. Fine, you've got your family. You are still in a trap. You are still, you, you, you are still to some degree weighed down on where you can go, what you can do, long-term health risks, all this stuff comes into play here. And again, nobody's talking about that. Nobody's talking about the fact that if you go to Hawaii and forget your methadone, your ass is on a plane coming back home yeah. because you can't get it in, in Hawaii. Yeah. You can't walk into another clinic and go, oh, here I am. I need my dose for the day. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. 
And those are the things, again, when it comes to these people that are quoting to, you know, stating that they're advocates and they want to help and they want to do this, they're not talking about any of that stuff. Mm. They, 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 they just are not. And the reason why I know they're not, I'll say this too, because we put people in some of those places to see if they're talking about it. We've had people in, the, in these, in these, in these, in these uh, presentations ready to ask questions, okay? And, and they don't even have Q&As. At, at, at the end of their presentations because they don't know how to answer it. I mean, so where's, where is the actual help coming from? How do, we, how, how, how do we actually, again, it's going to be the age-old question, how do we get that message out there? Well, we're doing it right now, aren't we? We are. With the podcast? <laughs> we are. But I, I agree with you. It's like, how are we going to push it to, to more people? Because... You know, we're Payne's big here in Fresno. A lot of people know about it. Um, but what about the rest of California? What right. about San Francisco? Right. What about San Diego? Right. What about LA? What about other states? So we have a thought. So we have a thought. So I'm going to be meeting with some people, hopefully in in um, first part of February, right? Uh, some people from Southern California. We want to bring somebody in from San Francisco as well. And we're going to see about this little consortium that we can put together. So we can start spreading this wonderful ideas in those areas. My thing with with that is, I I get a little nervous with the the level of censorship nowadays. Mm. It worries me because I don't. I understand why why people want to censor certain things, but it's constitu- constitutionally wrong to do so. It. But my thing is, I think it's seventy to eighty percent of money that goes to media companies like t- television media companies comes from pharmaceutical advertisement of course it does. Yeah. so how are we going to go on tv and say suboxone or harm reduction is not good is not the best option when harm reduction is paying for that you just you just gotta do it and if but will they allow us that's you know and that's why i i like stuff like this podcast spotify instead of traditional media right because it gives us a, a bigger platform to not be censored Absolutely. And say the truth. Because I don't want to go on, on a podcast and have to not be able to say what I think. Right. I want to be able to say it and say it proudly. Exactly. Look, and, and that, that really is a great, another great point. There, there, are, there are news media people out there. We, have, we actually have a couple in Fresno that are just kind of waiting around. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they would love to be able to go on air. But again, too, you know, there's times when they got to they clear it through their boss and their boss has to clear it through their boss. You know that 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 type of thing. So so it's 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 this type of format that is probably going to yeah. get it out there more 100%. more than anything else. You know, at this point, because again, I, I posted something today. I I don't even remember the exact words, but but um, what 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 did I say? I said <laughs> I said don't don't be fooled. What the hell did I say here? <laughs> like, I can't remember even in the morning what I say anymore. Well, I think a lot of people are using uh, stuff like this now. More, even uh, more, you know, right. like Got podcasts. It. Ready, Flint? Yeah. Here's what you said. Here's what I said. Don't let the silence from politicians in the media pull you. Fentanyl continues to be the number one killer of Americans with no end in sight. What's Where's the outrage? Right. Ooh. And it's true because it's kind of like we post a thing, and, and I mean, it paralleled a lot of what we're talking about and grateful to have someone with his celebrity and jelly roll in front of uh, i saw that and, yeah, yeah and he talked about the amount of deaths that are happening every day is that of a 737 yep 
190 people. people. So if one of those was crashing every day, you would react. 190 people. Yeah, and he right. said, let's not be, uh, uh, let's be proactive, not reactive, mm-hmm. like we were with crack. opioids, with crack. Yeah, I mean, he's like, and he said it right. This this is making the Saddlers look like a couple of uh, choir boys. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And isn't it interesting how they how they turn the crack situation into into a race thing? Yeah, you know, I, I I mean, instead of just addressing the damn problem, yeah, it's always got there's a, there always has to be another tact, another another reason why. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, please call Pain Parents and Addicts in Need at five five nine five seven nine one five five one or visit us online at painnonprofit.org. Follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Pain Nonprofit. And please subscribe to the Don't Hide the Scars podcast and share with others wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. And if you would like to donate to Pain, Parents and Addicts in Need, please click the link in the description to make your tax-deductible donation today and help us save more lives gripped by addiction. And then with opioids, they turn it against the addict. It's the addict's fault. It's not our drug. It's the addict. Exactly. At least now it's the cartel, so we can... We (laughs) we hopefully won't have that problem. Right. Right, right, right. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I'm just... I'm just... I, I'm I'm I really sat back this last three months or so, three or four months, and I've really watched what is going on, especially in our area, as it relates to all of this, as it relates to um, um, wh- wh- whatever you want to call it, advertising on this, podcasts on the whatever. It seems to be we're the only ones that are doing this. There just seems to be such a reduction in the even in the awareness piece since re- recovery month for October or whatever the hell it is or Red Ribbon month or you, you know I, I mean all of a sudden since November first what have you really seen in the news or anywhere around this town as it pertains to the fentanyl crisis very very little if anything honestly the only thing I have seen is the jelly roll <laughs> right yeah <laughs> right is the only thing I've seen yeah. I, I, I see more on, and, and again, I mean, you know, all the platforms, TikTok included, all right, half of it is nonsense. I don't use that. Okay. But when I'm watching, what I go on there for is I like to watch, they have bits and pieces on hearings, okay, yeah. on confirmations and, and those kinds of things, and that's what I watch. And they are bringing up the fentanyl in the border, okay, in, 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 the, in those, in those uh, reels. Um, but, but again, you have to ask yourself, we haven't seen much around here since since November first, and why not? Is everybody on vacation from it? Did the fentanyl crisis just go away? Funds dried up. Funds dried up towards the end of the year. I mean, and and uh, okay, now I'm getting pissed. <laughs> go for it. Uh, now, 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 now let's talk about this. Let's uh, speaking speaking of funds. When when you've got when you've got county run organizations, as opposed to nonprofits like us, that are in the middle of this thing every day, why can't we never get funded by the state of California? Everybody else is getting funded by the state of California. Every county run facility, every county run advocacy group, Fresno County Behavioral Health, whatever it is. 
But a lot of us that are in this fight every single day, we don't get anything from the state of California. So that money that these other organizations get just gets sucked into their system. And where do you think that money goes? Just what you said earlier. Stays at the top. Stays at the top. And yes, they have to have money. They have to pay their people. I get, I get all of that. I'm, I'm a conservative guy to begin with. Yeah. But my God, it, 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 it's, you, 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 I'm sorry. You just can't use money to put a f***ing billboard out there and say, don't do fentanyl anymore. Yeah, I told you my story. I used I, to get high I, under them. I, I thought it was funny. I use that all the time. Yeah. I use that all the time. It doesn't help. I, I don't believe that helps at all. I think it's, some of the art was cool, but <laughs> other than that, I'm like. You guys are in the cycle. Oh, dude. That looks, yeah. Boy, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Right? Oh, I knew that guy. Yeah. Uh, right? That's that's sipping up the, you know, the body bag. Yeah. Right? I, 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 I mean, come on. I mean, the money that is spent, and, and again, it was a good idea. It was needed at the time, originally. And how much money goes into the person that makes that billboard, printing the billboard the poster, yeah. and the, the, how much you have to pay to keep it there? Yeah. That's where that money from the state of California that goes to, let's say, Fresno County, Bay Area, oh, that's what they paid the money to. For every billboard, we can get a couple more beds, which will actually save someone's life. You think? Yes. Yeah, so it's just, a, it, it really is the inaction around actually doing anything to really help. Right. But also, I think a big part of it as well is that these people are going to lose their jobs if they solve the problem. Good point. That's why, why would they want to solve the homeless problem? Why would they want to solve addiction? Because now they're not going to make $150,000 a year just to say that they're fixing things. It's like cancer. I still believe we can cure cancer. I think we caught oh, cancer probably. years ago. I, I mean... Again, I'm just, you know, this is just guys talking now. See, I won't let it happen. Right? But the, that will never happen. Yeah. Yeah, there's no fund in the cure. There's no, there's no funding in the cure. Right? None. I mean, I use, I use this term. You know, we, we, could, we can literally pinpoint a Scud missile up a camel's ass 5,000 miles away, all right, in Afghanistan, but we can't cure cancer? Yeah. But we, but we can't do more for, for this person that's suffering from addiction? Are you yeah. kidding me? Sure we could. Of course we can, because we're that good. Well, and then you'll see a lot of the rhetoric that holds it up, too, with lawyers and everything else. Well, and there are human rights, and then it, it's like, all right. But then who are we as humanity to just let people die? Yeah, that was a great point. With the, the COVID vaccine, it was um, mRNA. So really, it's not a vaccine. It's... Um, genetic therapy so it's changing the way basically it um provides the code for our body to make the vaccine itself that was like how it's supposed to work right if we're able to do that and we're we, um we're able to change we're now going to be able to they they did it in um china somewhere where they actually genetically modified a baby in the womb if we're able to do that how are we not able to cure these things because I'm sure we are, but it's not profitable. I mean, no question. It's not profitable. It's not profitable. Right. And why are lives not more important than profits? Correct. Correct. Look, we can all have, and, 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 and I'm one of those guys, again, that I'm a very conservative in my thinking. Okay. I, As I am I. Yeah. Right. You are too. But, but there's, there's, there's my other side. Yeah. You know, that is compassionate for people and compassionate for helping those. And, um, uh, and 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 I am I've always been a firm believer that we can do both. 
Of course. You know, we, we can do both. And I just don't understand, I don't know if this is the right word, but the stoppage. I, I just don't understand why we, why we can't. I, I don't, I don't, under, I mean, call me a simple son of a bitch then, I guess, but I don't understand why this is such a, such a, a partisan issue. You know, this, 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 should, this shouldn't be Democrat versus Republican. It, it, it should not. This, yeah. this, this, is, this is a human condition problem, yeah. you know, that we're dealing with. I, I, I mean, and I'll take it a step further. And I, again, I don't care, right? I mean, we've got an open border that we've got 8 million people coming across. These are, these are middle-aged, I mean, not middle-aged, I'm saying, I mean, I'm saying young men age. Military age. Military age. And by the way, they're not, they're not Latinos, You've got people coming in from Syria over, over the Mexican border. But even that aside, you don't, th I, and I know it's politics, and there's a lot of politics I understand, there's a lot of politics I don't understand. But I don't understand why we can't go into the government of Mexico and say, let us help you. We're very good at law enforcement here. Yeah. Okay? Let us help you at least put a dent in this thing. And now I'm going to say something for my for my DEA guy up north, okay? Because I told because I told him I would. There's so many people out there that don't think we're putting a dent, or that law enforcement is putting a dent in any of this stuff. Dude, we are. Yeah. Okay. You know how hard it is to get fentanyl here in Fresno now. I'm, I'm, I'm telling what I hear at least. <laughs> but, but I'm talking about border stuff right now. Yeah. Okay. That's it. But that, that, that contributes to it. You bet it yeah, does. 100%. Like I told these kids this morning, I said, if our DEA stops, stops one truck coming over that border with 250,000 pills in it. Millions of lives. Okay? Right. I said, so let's not beat up on DEA here, okay, for not doing their job. Yeah, they're underfunded. Yeah, they're undermanned. Okay, yes, all of that stuff applies here. But, they, but, but can you imagine what we could do if if Mexico said come on in, we would go in there like John Wayne, all right, and we and we would start making some change here. But both of our countries are receiving money from the cartel to not they put have, pressure they on have them to be joined. Yeah, they have to be. I, well, they are. That's like um, what was it? I think it might have been El Chapo's son. Someone, one of the cartel members' son, was arrested, and they had this huge gunfight where they they don't even send police anymore it's the marines the mexican marines go and they shoot at all of them and then all the people the the gang members the cartel members who shoot at the mexican marines the military government right don't go to jail no they either really? die or they survive and they're fine they only take the the i think it was chapo's son they took him any of the cartel members they killed they leave him there you got to pick up your own dead bodies but no one else gets arrested. No kidding. Yeah, I, I it, just, that's how you, it's publicity. They just want the big figure head so they can say they're doing something. Right. right. And he'll probably escape in a couple of months. Of course. <laughs> of course. Well, dad did it. Yeah. It doesn't fall far from the tree. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Well, I'm, he, he learned well, right? I mean, he, you know, Chapo tried to run for office and then funded the people in office. That sure. was like, I mean, I don't know. I kind of see that in America that I wonder, you know, with the the conversation there, that what Jelly Roll tried to get through to these people, and there's a couple cutaways too of Congress people just like, "Are you serious? This guy's got face tattoos." Exactly. I was you thinking the exact you, same thing right now. I was a lot. I could pay attention to that guy because he just said he was the guy yeah. that thought of yes. the victimless crime. Right. And yep. You need to understand 
And then when you understand, you better start taking a look at the fact that you're getting so much money from insurance yeah. companies and start to hold them a little more accountable. You're right. Correct. I thought it was hilarious. I saw one of them with his, like, looked like his jaw dropped out. Like, just looked so confused with his mouth open. Like, he didn't even know what was going it's, on. It's no different than when we go to Sacramento in front of the yeah. Health and Safety Committee. And these idiots are making comments to Pam and making comments to me and everybody else about this and going, oh, would it really do us any good to put these people in jail? Talk about it. My jaw dropped. Oh, but that's a that's a true They don't statement. want to put drug dealers in jail? No. Is that what... Well, what? Julian, I'm not. I'm not yeah. joking. I'm, sit, I'm That's sitting. That's absurd. I'm sitting next to to you know you know Jim's ex assistant, Alicia, right? Yes, yes. I'm si- I'm sitting next to her, and this this assemblyman is talking like this, and I'm doing one of these things coming out of my chair, and she's tapping me on the leg, going, "Calm down, calm down," because this assemblywoman, then she turned it into a race issue. They always do. They always do when they've got nothing. Yeah, always. Exactly. Always, but look directly at Pam after Pam told her story and said, Miss Miss Smith, I agree with you. We all agree with you. But is it really going to do any good to put this person in jail at this point? Yes, it You damn straight it is. This person should have just hit Pam in the mouth because that that's how it affected Pam. Yeah. And you know, you're slapping the face. And safety committee and where is right. your where is your initiative? If you haven't noticed, public safety ain't been that great. Yeah. You had a lot of these people defund the police, defund the police. Well, you got the reform you wanted, and look what the hell happened. Mm-hmm. But here's what also happened. <clears throat> so after that hearing, they, they, I, I, can't, I, I can't remember the bill right now, but it got shot down to, oh, I, to, to increase jail sentences, okay, to drug dealers. got shot down. We go back up to Sacramento a couple months later. Jim Patterson led the way with some other with some other people up there. We get up there, we raise some hell. For the lack of a better term, we marched into the 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 the, the chairman, the committee chair of the Public Health and Safety Committee, demanding, all right, another hearing. We got another hearing. It got tabled again. All right. But we got that hearing quickly. What's happened after that? Zero. No follow-up on this side. Certainly, there's going to be no follow-up on the other side. Mm. So, is it is it our responsibility? Part partly so. Yes. You bet your butt it is. So why did we why did we stop? Why did we stop pushing the public health and safety committee on this? Because maybe it got tabled till the to the following January, possibly. But that doesn't mean you can't continue to put pressure on these people. Yeah. So if you have to wait for a vote for the following year, okay, but 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 where's the pressure? Where's the continuous pressure? You don't you you cannot be afraid to lose something. This is a, one of my favorite people in the world. My son has this statement. You cannot be afraid to lose something you don't have. Mm-hmm. So why aren't we going balls to the wall on this every single day? Does everybody think it's a waste of time? Because I certainly don't think yeah, it's a waste of time. I agree. Food for thought. It's a good thought. It's a good thought. I think um, you know I have I have mixed opinions on this with the jail sentencing because you know I, I myself have my history of what I've done and know a lot of people who have and I don't think that uh, extending jail periods 
is going to solve the problem, but there needs to be a reason people don't do it. Uh-huh. For me, a, a huge reason why I didn't continue to do things, illegal things I was doing was because I didn't want to spend the rest of my life in federal prison. Right. And I know that deters some people, but I think what deters people more is knowing that their community and their family does not accept them if they do that. And why are we, and I, and I think that we should be accepting of people that turn their lives around, but not babying those who haven't. I agree. And I think that that's part of the problem is that um, some people go too far with the uh, compassion. And they're giving compassion to people who haven't earned it, you know, because I, I, I didn't deserve com- compassion and love when I was on, you know, doing my thing. Right. But as soon as I asked for help, I had people there who would help me. You bet. And that's what I think people are lacking is that punishment gives people a reason not to do something. Right. And having the grace to say, you know, now that you, you don't want to do those bad things you're doing. We're not going to punish you now because mm-hmm. that's when you want to change. I think that's a, <clears throat> but the thing is that I see it in my generation is like, there's too many people with their parents not telling him no. I see too many people, it's too many kids is like yelling at their parents. Like if I held at my parents, they'd get oh. the <laughs> smacked out of me so fast. It wouldn't even be funny. Right? And I see these kids, some of them, my, my age, my friends yell at their parents and it's like, it baffles me, but I think it's it's down to that fundamental level that if you you have to know that there's consequences, and that will that's how you know what's right or wrong. And Absolutely. defunding the police, all it does is just create more chaos. You know, of course, like yeah, there's I, a, there's bad people in every in everything. They, obviously, there's going to be bad cops, but why are we taking the money? We should be investing more money for better training, uh, provide. Uh, higher salary so more people want to be a police officer you're putting your life on the line every single day mm-hmm. for a hundred thousand dollars a year to maybe not see your wife every night is that really fair i i i agree, I agree with you yeah if you're lucky to get a hundred thousand i think i look that's after today. several years <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah something like i can't remember his livingston or yeah. where it was like the starting was like 60 something thousand dollars yeah that's like a better, bigger markets. They're actually good. offering incentives, sure, for 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 police to come in. I mean, they 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 have to, yeah, you know, at 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 this point. But you know, to to a lot of ma- what I what I call major drug dealers, major suppliers. Oh, they prisons. Uh, cost of doing business. Yeah, that that's cost of doing business. Yeah. So even if you, pu- I mean, <laughs> I'm all for a little little, you know, <laughs> squad going in there, but. Uh, <laughs> Because to them, to that. right? Because <laughs> present to them is, especially if it's United States prison. Oh, so that's that's a day at the beach. You, you know, it's cost of doing business. Um, but but I, I I I do agree with you. You know, there there has to be some sort of consequence. But when somebody truly asks for help, yeah, right. And 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 look, we've all been around a little bit long enough to know, worked in treatment to know that we we can kind of tell when we're yeah. it or not. Of course, right. And and we know when there's that that person that 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 truly wants to help. Does it mean that they're not going to go through some some really tough times here? Yeah. Okay. As they're getting through their recovery and you know and and trying to figure all this nonsense out. But you kind of know when somebody is taking it serious. Yeah. And and I love the term grace because I do believe that people need that grace. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it's 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 
when you talk about forgiveness, when you talk about grace, when you talk about those things, man, those just those two words alone have so much meaning to them that it that 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 and it does hit the heart of that person that is suffering with addiction. Um, and I think we have to be a little bit more compassionate and that. But I also believe that there is a point with a lot of addicts today that we've we've wasted so much time, we've wasted so much energy on all this other crap that there is a vast number of addicts out there that will never be able to get clean. I hate to use the word never, but 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 I'm telling you, it, it it's they're they're so ensconced in their in their lifestyle and that street corner that they live on or that two block area that we talked about that that I don't know how these people are going to get out of that. I really don't. Yeah, some people don't even know how to show for a job interview. No, they don't. They don't like you could take someone off the street, but are they going to be able to stop using drugs to enough to take a shower? Right. To get dressed, right? Go to a job interview, right? They can't. And I think it's something that's missed is that a lot of people don't understand that is the degree to how many, why so many are living. It's like very bottom. Yeah, like go go, brushing your damn teeth. That is a major ordeal. Like it, yeah. Yeah. Like if (laughs) you know, okay, if we got them sober, like hey, brush your teeth twice a day, it'd be like overwhelming. Yeah. And it's good to be, you know, I think it's empathetic versus sympathetic. Like, I'm empathetic to the problems. You know, hey, I'll get down and cheer you on to get yourself up. But, like, I'm not simply, like, come here, let me, you know. You're not going to, you can't hold somebody's hand the whole way and expect them to value it. But they're not going right. to do that. And it's, and it's, we did it. So many people that, you're going to have to do the f***ing work. On your own. But it's but it's but, good to light the way in the dark. Of thing. course, but I don't know if there are some people. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that will never be able to get up to even start the process. Yeah. Put toothpaste on a toothbrush, and 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 do that twice a day. Yeah. You know, I I, I mean, look, I, what I, what I mentioned to these kids this morning too, as I said, you know, when I said, and I asked them, I said, how many of you seen the reels of, of people in San Francisco of what we call the zombie drug? Yeah. You know that are what? Hardly any of them have seen it. Really? Which I which I found amazing. I think yeah. there was two out of sixty kids. All right, that 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 have seen that I've seen this. That's I said wild. first of all, I said, do you realize? I said that that's just not fentanyl. I said that's yeah. other drugs added into the fentanyl to, you know, and I explained the whole I explained the whole thing to them. And but but this is was important. And all of a sudden, I just had everybody's eyes right on me. I said, you know, those people came from somewhere. There's someone's kid. I said, some of them are parents, right? I said, most of them came from homes like yours. Mm-hmm. Okay, what do you think? All of a sudden, they just popped up and appeared to be homeless on the street, <laughs> crapping on the sidewalks. I said, no. I said they came from somewhere. I said they at some point. I'm sure they had jobs, they had families. They that and and, and the looks on these kids' faces were were I, I I was amazed by the look because they thought they were just homeless. Pieces of shit that were walking around out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just thought that was pretty interesting to, to, to look at these kids' faces when, it, when when I said, these people all came from, probably came from homes like yours. Yeah, and I was talking to my girlfriend recently, probably like three days ago about this. There's two homeless ladies uh, by Fresno State who asked, asked me for money. I don't give homeless people money anymore. Right. Um, 
But I think there's another thing is like that. You have to be aware of, of what actually happens. Because obviously I want to help these people. I would offer them a meal. But I'm not giving anyone cash to buy drugs with my money, you know. But I donate to the to the Pavarello House and Fresno Rescue Mission um, every year. Right. And it's not a, we can't, I think it's not something you solve by throwing money in. It's a community issue that we have to go there personally and lift each other up. We have to lift those people up to their to put them on their feet ourselves, mm-hmm. and not just say, "Hey, here's fifty dollars. Here's an apartment." Like, hey, you know, here's some therapy. This is what I went through. This is what I had to do. Tell me their story, you know? Because a lot of times when I was using, I didn't, I couldn't fathom how someone could get sober until I started hearing stories of other people. Like, you know, it wasn't easy. Right. It was horrible. It was too difficult, but I did it. Right. But how many of, look, but, 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 but it, no, I give a shit. But, 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 it, but it's different. Okay. Because, yeah. because look, you, you were fortunate enough. Extremely. Had parents, right? For whatever reasons, you could get into a pre, uh, into a private treatment center. Okay. And, and, and again, my kind of, I don't want to call it a bitch or a complaint, but it's, but it's a concern that I have. With places like, I can't, I, I love the Pavarella House. I, lo- I, I, I do, right? But you cannot put people in those places to detox. That's because true. Because they're not detoxing them with anything. Yeah. Okay? It, it's Teen Challenge is the same way. Fresno Rescue Mission is the same. I think, is CAP the only one that does it? I think CAP is the only one that does it. Yeah. I think West Care does it. But yeah, West Care does. You, 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 you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear that's tough, right? But and and again, we're talking about places that yeah. are very. I'm sorry, they're not conducive to somebody's Tony recovery plan. I I'm trying to be nice instead of saying it's. Yeah. So, so I said it's saying, you know uh, not conducive to long term recovery and uh, what was the other word I was used. Uh, continuum treatment. Continuum of care. Continuum of care. Thank you. You know, I mean, why can't these places take some of this money and and beautify it for a, a little yeah. bit more? Seriously, I mean, the, the, I, I would be I, I would be interested in knowing how old the beds are in the place. I mean, I'm good, not joking. Good question. Yeah. Right. Never even thought about that. Right. I mean, when you when you start talking about places to send the human condition. Let's make sure the condition is a place for a human to go. Yeah. I mean, can, seriously, you know this as well as I. And I and I, this is not pie in the sky thinking, okay, because you don't have to have five-star chefs, all right, to prepare meals for anybody, right? But how many franks and beans can you live on? Yeah. Diet is a part of recovery. It's part oh, of the process. 100%. You know it. I know it. You know it. Yeah. All of this stuff is is critical to one's recovery. Diet, sleep, all of it. Diet, exercise, and sleep were like huge for me. Those got me on track. Like you bet, made me feel alive again. Just those three. You, be, you bet. It, you bet it does. You bet it does. Yeah. Okay. So your body learns to function again properly. Right. <laughs> right. And it's amazing how that happens. How you like 
And it's amazing how fast the body reaction yeah. comes back to it as well. Because I always ate like shit when I was a kid all the way. And then when I started doing drugs, I just stopped eating. <laughs> Why? <laughs> so, like, I ate, well, I got sober. You look like Jason. <laughs> yeah. When I got sober. <laughs> hey, I looked like I don't know what because in the end of mine, it was, uh, you know, if I don't eat for a few days, alcohol gets in my bloodstream a lot quicker. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. So, I, I, I mean, we've got all these major issues and, and trying to get this... At, Trying to get this across to everybody is like pulling out everybody's teeth. You know, yeah. they don't they, 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 they don't get it. So one of the things, and I'm going to mention his name because I can, I've been allowed to, but it's David Tangapaw, you know, who's, who's running for Jim Patterson's seat. And, and David is, 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 a, is a good guy. And it's, it's like David understands what is going on here. And I'm, Jim does too, obviously. Yeah. Okay? But Jim's, Jim's, he's out after this, after this next term. And, um, and, and my question to David the other day was, I, I met with, actually I met with him yesterday. And I said, David, how do we get this across to the people in Sacramento? How, and I'm not talking about going into a public health and safety committee where you have six minutes, all right, to try to, to, try to get a message across. Yeah. I'm saying, how do we get into this office to sit in front of this person and explain to them what actually needs to be done? By the way, Mr. Assemblyman, Miss Assemblywoman, whoever you are, do you understand? Do you even have a have an inkling of an idea of what addiction is? Do you even have an inkling of an idea what a drug addict's mind goes through on a daily basis? Do you have any idea why the insurance companies are doing what they're doing? Those are the questions, and the and 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 the and the um, and the places that we have to go, that, that's what we need to do to get this message across. So until that happens, I don't think we're going to get anywhere because you can't do this in an actual public setting. It does. It does. It, you don't have enough time. Yeah. Yeah. It does. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. So if these if these people are 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 serious about the problem then they're going to have to open up their doors to us mm -hmm. to let us come in to say, hey, this, this, this is what it is. Mm -hmm. Because the other thing that we talk about a long time, a while around here is, is this, is that wh why aren't these people asking us, the ones that have been through it, what works? Yeah. They're asking, they're asking the, the professor that, that, at, at Cal Berkeley, right, that has, I don't know, a degree in humanity, for God's sake, all right, all right? You know, to explain to them the addiction side. Um, it, and, and instead of asking somebody that's... that's. I just thought that was very interesting that they do that. Right? Yeah. I, I, I mean, everybody's got a letter after their last name. I got letters after my last name. Recovering drug addict, okay? <laughs> that's been there. Yeah. By the way, and not asking people that have six months of sobriety. They ask people with less? No, ask people with more. No, but they do ask people with less? Oh, are you kidding me? Half the half the people, Oof. when we were up there last time, you had... That's horrifying. Right? <laughs> you had all the people in, 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 in favor of, of drug dealers not going to jail. Well, I'm going to say it. By the way, they dressed in wife beater t-shirts, hats on backwards, and walking into the chamber. I <laughs> you not. Do you know, a couple of us were sitting there going, oh, man, what? 
I mean, and these are the people who are going to decide what laws get passed. No, 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 no. These, these, these were supporters. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. they, they have an influence on. Oh, me. they have a huge influence. Yeah, that's absurd. They got their signs. They got wife beaters on. I'm not joking, you. All right, and we're sitting there going, "Are you kidding me?" They can't even put on a button shirt. I'm not. We're not asking them to wear a coat and tie, but look presentable when you're walking into the place. Um, yeah, that would. At least wear a long sleeve shirt or something. Right, <laughs> right. I don't want to see your shoulders you know <laughs> um I, I kind of forgot where i was going with that one um but 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 here these people are and they're again they're they're talking to people that have six a lot of and i met some of them six months because I, I asked a couple guys what do you got nine months ten. i'm like what do you know i go what what, what do you know you're, you're, you're like eight months of sobriety? You, I, what I wanted to say is now you, you basically know how to wipe your ass. <laughs> okay? Because everything else that's coming your way, you don't know. Yeah. Right? Anyway, I know I got off on a tangent. No, I always, that always gets me when people with like 30 days are talking about like Start things in the big book. And I'm like, Shut dude, have you even actually read it? You ever read it? Like, I've been sober for two years and I don't even <laughs> quote the big book, man. Right. Like, that. <laughs> right. Exactly. My sponsor, one time this guy, he goes, yeah, it's uh, progress, not perfection. And he goes, hey, Mr. 30 Days, sit your ass down. Once you understand it's spiritual progress, not spiritual perfection, then you can stand up and start doing some quote. And until then, sit down, shut up, and use your two ears. Right. Like, you got it. But, okay. Exactly. And it's tough. And, it, you know, I think the reality is trying to get people to understand how damn feral we are when we're in addiction. It literally connects to that part of your brain. If you're wondering why someone would be out pissing living on the streets eating out of garbage cans everything else it isn't simply just because they're downtrodden the brain has gone to a most feral place that it can go because and if it wasn't and if people want to argue that then why the hell would we have been okay if we died right i was i know you were no you were i was i yeah fell. i mean there was i didn't care yeah, I got to the end. I, 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 I think I had like probably most of us had that little that little moment of clarity. Yeah, you know where you want to choose life over death. But building up to that, you know, it was pretty much I don't care. I remember that day vividly. That's why I called you, right? Right? Yeah, I All remember right. the whole scene. Finally decided that it was time. That was a yeah, it was actually a beautiful day, right? There. Yeah, it was. You know, um, and I and I wish more people could, you know, could could get to that point. But when you're out there and you and you, you can't and refer to this like talking to those kids today. When you don't know who to call, and who's gonna call you back within what it was two hours? I think I was on my break and you called me three. I I told you I was gonna get out of work at three. You called me at three oh one. Yeah, I wasn't even in my car yet. The county's not going to do that. The county's not. I'm sorry, they're not going to. But that. they should have people 24/7 operators. Oh yeah, ready to call. I don't know how many times we said. Like, how much more does it take? I know. I know they don't like the nine. It's three shifts. Three eight-hour shifts. Right. You know. Three, now you're giving people three to jobs. Three to six people. Right. Helps the economy. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I just, I just don't understand. It's not like I've ever walked into you know, a county program, but, but I've made this public. Yeah. Look, 
hire some guys with three months sober if I didn't need a job. I, 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 I've, I've minimum wage. Know, look, and I, and I'm a firm believer of this. I, th I think anybody in the private sector is going to do much better than anybody running a county program. Yeah. Because there's, there's too much rent tape. Yeah. There's, there's too much of it all, right? And, and when you're in the private sector, again, I'm not trying to say we're better than anybody else, but, but we take chances, we do things, we got to make things work. I mean, it's, it's, it's just the way it is because we don't have money just to drop out of the sky from yeah. the state, okay? Let us come in and help you. Why are treatment centers, a, a lot of us, pretty successful at this? Well, there's, there's got to be a reason behind it. So why don't you guys let us come in and help you kind of maneuver things around a little bit, change things around. Let us give you some suggestions. We're not saying we need to change the whole system, but we can certainly give you pointers on how to do a better job at this. Yeah. Has anybody ever taken us up on it? Not once. And they won't. And they. And there's, won't. A, there's a ton of things they could do. Give a another building to, right? To a private place. Get more <laughs> beds. I'm even going to take it a step further, and I hope they're all listening. We, my treatment center, New Perceptions North, I'll mention it. I don't mention it very often on this podcast. Okay? We can detox opioids on an outpatient basis. We have gone to the people in this city and said, we will get an office directly across from every hospital. And when you've got somebody that's, that comes in for an overdose, and if we can start detox protocols on that person, you don't even have to send them to us. We'll come get them. By the way, we'll take Medi-Cal. You do or do not. We will. But you were. What's the um, legality on that, on doing detoxing people at outpatient? We're licensed by the state of California to do it. Yeah? Yeah. Is it, I assume it's more difficult than doing it in an inpatient home. It is, yeah. it is, but but when you look at people that that let's let's just say somebody my age, right, that's been on it for ever, there, okay, and they want to get off, that's a perfect scenario. Yeah, you still you you know you're working, you got a family, you got this, you yeah. got that. Okay, you still got, life still happens. <laughs> life still happens. Yeah, right. But my point here is that, and I've made this, given this personally out to people. In this city. Why not? Nobody else can do it. Yeah. What's stopping them? Gee, plus you don't even have to send them to us. We'll go get them. Yeah. <laughs> this is a sweet deal. It's a pretty sweet deal. Yeah. Right? So, so, so again, there are options out there. There are, there are, these are, there are some fixable problems here. Yeah. That we, that, that we can do. So you always have to ask yourself, why don't they want the problems fixed? Well, I think the responsibility falls on us too. How are we, why are we not more worried about getting people into office who care about the problems that we care about? I love the people right now in, in, in I, I saw another piece, right? Where, where a reporter comes up to somebody in Chicago, a couple of people and says, hey, Joe Biden has given the city of Chicago $25 million. And they're all going, hey, hey, they're giving $25 million, right? They, they think the $25 million <laughs> is for something else, right? And all of a sudden, the guy tells them what the $25 million is for. It has nothing to do, it, it has everything to do with the illegals that are coming in. So they start cheering to begin with, 
And then when they find out the answer, <laughs> so I, I, I sent it back, well, you voted for the asshole, yeah. so now you got what you voted for. Yeah. You know, New York is like, they had to start um, taking over hotels because there's so many yeah. illegal immigrants and they have a law that states that they have to house them. It's wild. They're, they're, they, they, are, they are housing people at O'Hare International Airport in Chicago. That's wild, man. It's nuts. And now uh, New York is going to be the first state in the union to tax and charge people every day for going into the city to come to work. So they let. So now you have the to Democratic. Pay to to the Democratic Party Democratic allows millions of immigrants to come into our country, and we have to pay for them. And we have to pay for that. Of course. Yeah, that's here's what you vote for, right? What did you say? I don't vote for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, the, the majority. Realistic. Yeah, the majority has voted for that, but hopefully, they reality hits them soon, and they'll right. not do that again. I mean, they get yeah, and they get. We don't like to turn all this stuff into political discussions here. But when you when you but political politics overlaps a lot of these issues. you you bet it does because at the end of the day the, the we might be able to help a couple of people here in our town but the the overall problem has to be done by some form of government of course I I I I, I couldn't agree more and we have to get to a place that it's in a bipartisan hey everybody's on board. You better start learning to do it, you know, because, yeah. I mean, and you're right, hey, we don't try to go too political, but I'm sorry, policies have gotten us where we're at. And you, of course, yeah, yeah, they have. Yeah. You know, I, I've said this a hundred times, and I'll say it again, you know, a lot of this is going to be left in your guys' lap, yeah. you know, because there's there's so many of us. I mean, um, I mean, I have no intention of slowing down, but my God, I'm going to be 70. You know, we've got, we've got senators and congressmen that, that are on our side that are in their late middle 70s. I mean, how much longer can this, our generation, kind of fight this thing? You know, we have to, we have to leave it to somebody in, in, in order to do it. You know, and you got to pick up the ball and you got to run with it. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 just, it's just that simple. Because if somebody doesn't pick up the ball and run with it, man, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't want to be your age right now. Knowing what's coming, I'm kind of glad Dana White says something. You know, Dana White, mm-hmm. uh, UFC CEO, he uh, or president now. He uh, he was talking. If you have even if you even have a savage now with the kids nowadays, say you're going to be successful. And now repeat that again. If you're even half of a savage nowadays, you'll be on top because so many kids now are like don't do anything. Yeah, they're weak. Yeah, no, they are. Like before, you had the the competition was so much higher in your generation and your generation. Right now, my generation, it's right. like a so lot many, of apathy. So many kids just yeah, just want to play video games and smoke weed all day. You know, that's it. And I'll tell you what, you look at you look at these these kids from China. Oh, it's frightening. It's insane. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, they're taking calculus and they're six. Yeah, you know, and I and I'm not over exaggerating by no year. Yeah. You know. They're bright. They're 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 innovative. They're musicians. They're this. They're because that's all they're given to to be taught. Yeah, yeah, you know. And we've got kids that uh, did you, did you did you see the one with the kid that wanted to quit Starbucks? Quit Starbucks. Quit quit quit. He he works at Starbucks. He wanted to quit Starbucks because he was overworked. 
That's a good start, but I will send this little reel to you. You will... You, Does he work you 20 hours a day? Or? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. If, if I had like a 16-hour work week or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In fact, when we're done, I'll show you this later. Oh, man. I'll get off of that. Oh, Lord. But, uh, Julie, good stuff, man. Um, Very good. Good, 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 good stuff. It's, uh, I, 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 just, I just hope that um, we can make some more in, inroads here. Yeah. Um, but, but it's going to have to be done quickly. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it really has. I mean, it really does. We we have to make some change, and and we just got to stay on top of it and hope hope we get some people to listen. Yeah, I hope that um, more politicians start to request information from addicts yeah. instead of just scientists. Yeah, because the scientists will tell you just put them on suboxone, right. give them harm reduction. They will probably won't kill themselves. Probably won't do drugs anymore. Right. Because right. we'll give them a different one. We'll give them a different one. Give them a different one. And thank you for listening, of course, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And if you're uh, watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, leave a thumb up and a comment. And please, if you're getting value out of the Don't Hide the Scars podcast, share with other people. We thank you. Mr. Anderson. Mr. Lachance, as always, thank you. Julie Marble, thank you very much. You're my guy. I love this. I love the conversation. We'll just keep it going, and uh, hopefully we'll make some changes. Thanks, boys. Yes, we will. Thank you. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, please call Pain Parents and Addicts in Need at 559-579-1551 or visit us online at painnonprofit.org. Follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Pain Nonprofit. And please subscribe to the Don't Hide the Scars podcast and share with others wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. And if you would like to donate to pain, parents and addicts in need, please click the link in the description to make your tax-deductible donation today and help us save more lives gripped by addiction.